I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute. The podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 29, Annie is armed, but the maze does not like getting cut. To tackle Minute 29, we have Liz Whitaker of Mean Girls Minute along with Allison Grimm. You come home... There's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Did I promise? Did I promise to my It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Dave Made a Minute. Your Dave daily... Made a Minute! That's the new theme song. Your daily podcast <laughs> where a... <laughs> Can we do like the air horn? <laughs> <laughs> and we're already off the rails. <laughs> I am today's co-host, Allison... Also a co-host of the upcoming podcast, Potent Potables, your, <laughs> your soon-to-be weekly podcast where we discuss the past week's episodes of Jeopardy Whoa! with the cool kids. What? Oh, off the train. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> And I am hype beast extraordinaire, <laughs> Liz, also a co-host of the future soon-to-be <laughs> weekly Jeopardy podcast, Potent Potables. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Just an air horn. <laughs> You may you may know me from other places around the internet doing bad podcast bad bad uh, accents, accents and <laughs> trying to make uh, musical noises with my mouth. Ooh, ooh la la! So this minute opens with uh, I believe that is Gordon saying the traps are killing them and the Minotaur is eating them. And what, who minute, made him a fucking maze expert? Sorry. That's a really good question. I think we should dive deep into this as we get into our discussion of this minute. All right. Although I do have something else that might be more important that I want to discuss, and I will get to that a little bit later on. I have I have also a, a topic that is very near and dear to my heart in this minute. Oh. So should we open with who, who the fuck died and made Gordon... The king of the sentient maze. Okay. Let's dig into that. How does he know so much? Is it his floppy man hair plus glasses? Do you think he had something to do with this? Do you think he is the one that imbued the maids with magic? Is he the one who turned Dave on to the dark arts? (gasps) 
Do you think, okay, so we know Dave's been out of work, right? Right. While he's at home in the afternoon napping on the couch, has Gordon been sneaking in and just whispering in his ear? (sighs) Like Gordon's been coming over and like doing spells. Yeah. He's been laying spell work. Yeah. Working magics upon Dave as he's he's passed out on the couch. He's just been like cursing this cardboard. And imbuing it with with powers. Yeah, and now he's trying to play like the low-key, helpful, knowledgeable dude. Mm, but little does Dave know. Or that, I guess Dave's not here yet. But, but that's you know a total I mean. like... Um, that's a total thinks he's a nice dude, dude move. Yeah, trying to be helpful. Yeah, I got us into this mess... But I'm going to pretend like I didn't and like I'm the one that's going to get us out of it. Yeah. So that way I can be the hero. Yeah. But like the cool chill hero that wears a cardigan over a graphic tee. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure I dated that guy. I've dated that guy more than once. Mm. I'm pretty sure I've only dated that guy. Did I marry that guy? No, because the guy I married wears flannel shirts over graphic tees. <laughs> Did I marry that guy? No, because I have just dogs. <laughs> I mean, they do make similar noises. And from what you tell me, I think uh, they make similar uh, butt noises. No, you have no idea what <laughs> smells I'm experiencing right now. Oh, He... He he's toxic. There is something wrong. There's some bad juju in his belly. I wonder if he ate something weird or if he has like weird food intolerances. Yeah, I am not sure, but uh his farts are so uh horrific that they give me headaches. I think like he's so sick he's literally making me sick. Man. You know what's really great? When a dog is sleeping and it farts and it's so wakes loud that it wakes up. itself up. <laughs> uh, his his farts are never loud. They are... Um, Silent but deadly. Yeah, there's a, occasionally a small puff of air, but you always know that they happen because mm. they smell so rank. You can't hear them, but you can see them. Basically. You can feel the air from (laughs) them brush across your skin. (laughs) You can taste them. (laughs) Yeah. Listeners, for more of that, join in my upcoming podcast, The Human Scent a Minute. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I told you I was going to make George host that one with me. Yeah. You're off the hook. (laughs) So also in this minute, uh, the question is asked of how you make a minotaur. And I was wondering if there's any erotica about that on the internet. Like, there's lots of minotaur erotica. And we can get to that because I have some great examples pulled up on Amazon when you, that I want to share with you. When you were saying, I wondered if there was any minotaur erotica on the internet. I was like, well, that means you have some for us, right? (laughs) I have not written any because I did not do my research early enough to plan anything. Um, I do not remember 
how the Minotaur came to be in Greek mythology. I could probably Google it right now. I'm not going to. Uh, I think it was uh, Icarus created the Minotaur to guard the maze. Okay. So it was a bull and a woman and they fucked. So did the woman, like, give birth to the Minotaur? Do you think the Minotaur, like, C-sectioned himself out of her stomach? Wait, how did the... Wait, how did Icarus make... Uh, okay. I think we I need to... I don't know. Let's Google it. To the Google. Fine. I was just gonna wing it. Get it? Icarus. <laughs> yeah, but then it then it melted and you fell and we had to look it up on Google. The first result on my Google when I type in Minotaur is Minotaur furry art. I wonder why that could be. Because I've searched it before. That's a spoiler. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. It was uh, the offspring of uh, Minos's wife and a snow white bull. But it was designed by the architect Daedalus and his son Icarus. Oh, wait. No, that's they're talking about the maze. I think that's why oh, I keep getting confused because they always combine it with the maze being designed by Daedalus and Icarus. Mm. I mean, most of Greek mythology was like bestiality. Yeah, and it it was, it was always really unfortunate for the woman. Right. Oh, the wife. Oh, Poseidon made Minos's wife fall deeply in love with the bull. Oh. Uh, Pasiphae, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm probably no, pronouncing I think that's it wrong. Right. Okay. Had craftsman Daedalus make a hollow wooden cow and climbed inside it in order to mate with the white bull. And there's no information on Wikipedia about the Minotaur's birth. I lo- he was. I'm... Are you reading it too? I, I think we're in the exact same spot okay. in the paragraph. Like, his his mother nursed him, but like, so clearly she survived the birth. So I'm really curious about, like, the actual childbirth of the Minotaur. Mm. Because he has horns. Well, but so, okay, but cows grow horns. They're not born with them. Mm. They grow in later. I've seen a cow be born. It's not pretty. So baby Minotaurs don't have horns yet? That's adorable. They grow in later. I want to see a baby Minotaur. Do you think anybody's drawn that? Uh, I think if you Google it, you will probably find that someone has. Baby, oh, baby minion costume. Well. Uh, the first one appears to be somebody's baby minotaur fursona. Oh, I hate the internet. <laughs> Picasso made a series of etchings in the Villard Suite showing the minotaur being tormented, possibly inspired also by Spanish bullfighting. He also depicted a minotaur in his 1933 etching, Minotaur Kneeling Over Sleeping Girl, and his 1935 etching, Minotaura Maki. How did you time travel back to 1933 to be depicted in that etching, Allison? (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? I would. I am so fascinated by time travel. Why are you keeping this from me? It's not time travel. That was just me in a past life. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you know what? I I will accept that. Okay. That answer is acceptable to me. So, Liz, I have a question for you. Is it how do I feel about Annie's box knife choice? Oh, how do you feel about it? We, you can ask your real question if that's not actually it first. I mean, that's not it. Um, 
I'm shocked. But I feel like this your answer to the box knife question is going to be shorter than okay what I'm going for. It is the wrong kind of knife. That is a carpet knife she has, I believe. Let me, oh, is it? Let me look again. I'm gonna say it doesn't really look like the box cutter I have at work. It um okay no well yeah so I would call that more of a carpet knife or a utility knife. It is mm-hmm. um it's fine, but the way it is positioned in that um holder thingy mm-hmm. is not gonna be uh placed uh in the most useful way to cut through that cardboard oh. that's why it takes so long maybe that's all she had i mean i suppose not everybody is a weirdo like me with just box knives hit stashed all over the house i don't no. know i don't have a flashlight for when the power goes out every other week but <laughs> you have plenty of knives but bitch i got box knives <laughs> that was a useful tangent are you using those box knives to kill and eat people? No, no. The traps kill people. Oh, you just eat them. Yes. All Wait. right. What? <laughs> hey, hey, Liz. Hey, Allison. Are you ready for some Amazon Kindle Minotaur erotica descriptions? <laughs> What? You know it. Oh, all right. Here we have the Minotaur's mating maze. Oh, oh yeah. We're putting some sexy Mm. music behind this. It's only 16 pages long. Are you going to read the whole thing? No, I I did not. I'm not going to. Did you highlight selected passages? No, I'm just looking on my phone. Uh, It's $2.99 to purchase. I'm not saying I'm not going to purchase it. So here's the description. Trapped in an endless labyrinth without any clothes, a young woman encounters a witch who speaks in riddles who gives her a potion to drink that will allow her to travel to the core of the maze. The woman finds herself running from a ferocious, horny beast, dashing (laughs) in and out of... (laughs) Dashing in and out of mysterious rooms and becoming trapped by a group of strange sex slaves. Will she ever find her way out of the maze? Not if she's trapped. Without any clothes. By a group of strange sex slaves. And a horny beast. (laughs) Get it. Where's Rob Lumley when you you got a pun? (laughs) Uh, here's another one. I mostly dislike the title because of the implications. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the title is Ravaged by the Minotaur. And, oh. then in paren- it- well, and then in parentheses, it says Dark Fantasy, comma, Huge Size Monster. That's a lot of title. I That's could- a lot of genre. I could maybe have just been happy with the... Uh, initial phrase of that title ravaged by the minotaur yeah i'm into that yeah. you add all that other shit now i'm not buying it dark fantasy huge size monster yeah i don't need all of those adjectives just well it's, it's definitely talking about his giant minotaur dick i understand that 
But I don't need all of those adjectives in the title of the story. Just like leave me with ravaged by a minotaur. I'm, okay. I'm hooked. Uh, what about this one? Let me mounted by the minotaur. Same. You know, people respond to action verbs when there's a limited amount of time to make a decision. Yeah. I'll tip to anyone writing a story or a, a book or whatever. Amazon, Kindle, erotica. Yeah. If you can have, like, you have very few seconds to gather or to catch someone's attention, like, I think eight or fewer seconds, action verbs are going to are gonna get it. What about all caps? Mm. What about all caps and it says big old minotaur dong? <laughs> no, you know what I you know what I'm I really here that. for? I what? want the alternating case. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you're how, making fun of it. That's how I'll know it's erotica for me then. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for another description? You know it. So this one is mounted by the Minotaur. And also, listeners, I really encourage you to go onto Amazon and search for these because the book covers are amazing. Oh, doing it. All right. Callie is a former track star in current New York University co-ed. She's heard of the Garden of Unearthly Delights and the urban legends about women being kidnapped to service the monster's ravenous sexual appetites. But she's never seen the garden in person. Until the night she's wrenched from her bed, drugged, and abandoned in the garden to fight for her life. I feel like some of these, like, might need trigger warnings. Yeah, that's, uh, that took a turn. That did take a turn. I did not see the drugged part when I read this originally. I thought she was going to go to the garden willingly. Oh my god, Um, this cover. Fleeing hellhounds intent on taking their pound of pleasure before their pound of flesh... Callie seeks refuge in the Minotaur's maze. She's heard the Minotaur is a hideous man-beast with the head of an ox, the body of a man covered in a dark brown pelt, and the evil temper of the devil himself. But there's no other place to hide. Um. Imagine Callie's surprise when she learns the Minotaur has a thing for blondes and knows just what it will take to please this feisty college girl. But will a night of primal satisfaction in the beast's arms be enough? Or will Callie crave more than a one-night stand? I am guessing that one was written by a man, even though the author's name is listed as Persephone something or other. Because mm, it's a rape fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. These covers. Okay. Ravaged by the Minotaur is slightly better put together. However, the Minotaur in this one looks like a it's baked so potato. Poorly, uh, <laughs> there's one that's like so poorly photoshopped. It's uh, it's the it's the uh, second one mm. mounted by the Minotaur. They, they didn't cut out wherever they cut the girl out of. They didn't remove the background from between her elbow <laughs> and her body. So there's just a little white triangle in there. Amazing. A plus graphic design work team. Graphic design is my passion. (laughs) Uh, So here's one that was definitely written by a man. It's called Punished by the Minotaur Herd. By the Minotaur Herd? Yeah. Yeah, a herd. Yeah. They're punishing this girl by giving her body to the whole herd to share. 
The half-human bull monsters have mammoth endowments and a primal desire to mate with and seed human women. Uh, yeah, that's another one that says it's written by a lady's name. Definitely that's not. Totally written by a man. That's a man. Odessa Lash is definitely a dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's some male male minotaur erotica. It's called Locking Horns. Okay. Into that. Although it doesn't have a minotaur on the cover, so it loses points for that. Mm. Yeah. Taken by the Minotaur Herd, A Virgin's Discovery, also by Odessa Lash. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Mated to the Minotaur, Gay Fantasy Monster Erotica. <laughs> God, there's so much weird, weird porn on Amazon. It's amazing. I know, it's great. I've, lo- I've lost so much time to Amazon Erotica. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you might as well go on Amazon and pay two ninety nine for something that's a uh, like actual readable quality over digging through Literatica for free. Oh yeah, and at least on Amazon you get an amazing cover to go with it. Oh yeah, some I mean some are better than others. Some actually look yeah. like a person who has used a computer before made them. <laughs> others do not. Um, so my only other actual note about this minute, um, did you ever play Final Fantasy IV on the Super Nintendo? I did it not. It was Final Fantasy II in America? I, okay. uh, no. I, okay. I have terrible hand-eye coordination. That's not true. I just can't play video games. Oh. I mean, I can't really play anything after the Super Nintendo, um, but I'm, I'm replaying through Final Fantasy IV for, like, the millionth time, because it's my favorite game. Um, and the, the organ music that plays at the very end of this minute, that opening chord is the same as the opening of Golbez's theme. So, listeners, there can back are, me up on that. There are listeners out there that are very excited to know this. That's, that's good. I'm sure, I wonder if there's listeners who have even noticed that themselves. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Like, I, I have a tattoo from that video game. That's how much I love it nice yeah it is a pixelated ridia on my arm and it's really cool looking because of the way the artist did it if you would like to see it maybe i will show you if you ask nicely enough in the facebook group for the this podcast minute or and if you have an idea about anything we talked about today you must do as the steady cam operator does Move your study cam off of your shoulder so it doesn't know. So so you jack up all your video. Okay. Raise your finger. Look pensive. Make sure everyone, uh, you capture everyone's attention. And then silently place the camera back in position and go back to recording. <laughs> Without I was... doing anything else. I was really curious about where this was going to go. <laughs> At second, uh, like around second 13, uh, Gordon's saying, how do you make a minotaur? And the camera operator is like, I have an idea. All of this is silent. And then oh. he pauses and he just then silently like puts his arm back down. I don't have an idea. Because you know what his idea is. 
It was you, motherfucker. Lady bull sex. Oh. Like, he's thinking about, like, the physical <laughs> process of making a minotaur. I thought you were talking about he knew it was Gordon and then realized that if it was Gordon, he was afraid of Gordon and didn't want to call Gordon out in the center oh, of his power. I see. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, he, he has a hunch about Gordon and his I know you, powers. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly what you've done. Uh, Yo, uh, Gordon, I uh, I know it's you. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I've seen that. Okay. <laughs> I I really need to start like making a list of movies that you've seen. I know it's uh it's it's a weird mix. Yeah, yeah. We discussed this. It's like a bunch of Disney and Star Wars movies, and Titanic and Mean Girls and The Human Centipede. I have not seen The Human Centipede, <laughs> nor will I. Nor will I ever. I will not. I find it very upsetting as a concept. <laughs> I don't need to see it. I'm already very disturbed. <laughs> All right. Liz, do you have anything else for this minute? No, I am too disturbed now. I can't go okay. on. All right. All right, listeners, uh, if you've enjoyed our horseshit, I have some uh, some great news for you. If you have not enjoyed our horseshit, I have some terrible news for you. So much bad news. We will be back tomorrow for another Suckers. episode of Dave Made a Minute. Bye. And then I can probably disarm all the traps, and then we can, we can finish this maze. Who is with me? That was Liz Whitaker of Mean Girls Minute along with Allison Grimm taking a minute 29 of Dave Made a Maze. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Liz and Allison back again to take a minute 30. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? <laughs>